Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM, and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Big game coverage on WEEI is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent 1,000%. So have a lot of cap space and cash. Ready to burn some cash. Gerard Mayo on the Greg Hill Show a few weeks ago. And I wonder, I wonder if we're going to well, we'll hold them to it. I wonder if they're going to follow through on it, is what I wonder. And Mego said almost immediately after Gerard Mayo made those comments to the Greg Hill Show, is that going to be the Patriots' full throttle? You make me sound like a real hater. I said that because I'm worried for Gerard Mayo yeah. here. That that's going to come you back and bite him. You should be worried. You should be worried about all things happening with this organization. Oh, it's a lot to worry about. You should be. It's a Friday. I don't want to worry like that. The Super Bowl is coming up. It's true. Uh, we gave you some thoughts on Brady and Mahomes last hour. You can jump in on that. 617-779-7937. I'm more worried about unfiltered Arcan. Now that the callers are like, unfiltered Arcan. Arcan's going to be spewing out some like disgusting, crazy crap back there. It's true. Should have heard him in that last break. <laughs> uh who do you blame for the Patriots and their lack of spending over the last decade? It's something we talked about earlier in the show. We'll circle back to it here, our big question of the day. Uh, Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick? And the reason we bring it up, Robert Kraft, kind of on the record. Mostly off the record yesterday with the Athletic, Boston Globe, and NBC Sports Boston. But he did give us some comments on the record that we'll dig into. Uh, when he was at the win yesterday in Las Vegas, he wanted to push back on critiques about the Patriots and their spending indicating that he won't get in the way of the team shelling out money it needs to spend to get back into contention. Quote, I know there's a perception that we've held back on spending. Uh, Let me rephrase. That we've held back on spending, Kraft said. Let me just say for our fans, that's not true. Hmm. This is starting to sound familiar. Look, we were blessed to have a coach in our system who was a great coach and also understood value. He ran a tight ship. Uh, Phil Perry, who I'm reading from here, then lists over the last 10 years, the Patriots ranked dead last in cash spending, according to ESPN, $1.62 billion. They say we've been low spenders in the last 10 years, Kraft continued, and that might be true. It is true. But we had a pretty good record, and we won three Super Bowls. Our coaches have always had the ability to spend at whatever level they wanted. Hmm. And I think Bill was always thinking about the future and really understood value. But we never held back with any of the coaches we've had over the last 30 years. They've been able to get whatever they want. If cash spending became an issue for our family and we couldn't do it, we would sell the team. Winning football games after my family is the most important thing in my life, and whatever we can do to help make that happen, we are going to do. So to me, this is frustrating that he's holding these off-the-record meetings for the second year in a row. I wonder what that's about. Like, are the Patriots worried about Robert Kraft being out in front of cameras? Like, he did not come across great in the Gerard Mayo press conference. We talked about that at the time. He had a rough day. And so are they trying to limit that exposure 
and limit what's on record and what's off the record and no cameras and no recording. And we'll give you a couple answers at the end, but mostly this is on background. Or is he just trying to curry favor? Like, is that all it is? And he's trying to sway people on a, a year ago. Maybe he was turning fans against Belichick or media against Belichick. Maybe he was turning fans and media on to Mac Jones, which didn't work. I don't know what he was trying to do last year. If they were really worried about Kraft, I don't think they would have had him up there, first of all, with Bill, and then after that again by himself okay. answering questions. Like, if they you, were really scared about what do, he'd say. How do you do with the Mayo that one? That day he did okay. The Mayo one, not No, I so agree. Much, the, yeah. first, the first day he did okay. I do agree with that. That was short, I mean, he though. did stab Bill in the back, but it's not like he came off sort of out of touch or, or whatever, you know, like, yeah, he, like he did with Mayo. Yeah, You know, like the Mayo one, he seemed foggy. And so, all right. I don't like that he's doing that, number one. He's stopping just short, by the way, of calling people liars. He didn't he didn't use the L word Sam Kennedy style, but he wasn't all that far away. And so who do we blame for their lack of spending over the last decade, Mego? Do you agree with Robert Kraft? It's Bill Belichick, or does Kraft have it backwards? I have to look at these two. I want to blame both, and I think both should share a lot of the blame when you're looking over the last 10 years of cash spending. But I think... Bill Belichick is the one that was executing a lot of these decisions. So I got to blame Bill. I got to blame Bill and maybe I'll be proven wrong. I don't think I'm going to be proven wrong this offseason because I do think that it's going to be part of this crafts message being we're taking our franchise back and we have all this money to spend. Like they're going to be basically trying to kowtow to the fans and win them back any way that they can as quickly as they can. And so I think they are going to spend a lot of money and they probably aren't going to move off the number three pick. Like they probably will have a say in that because they don't want to be seen trading back for more lottery tickets or whatever Mike Florio wants them to do. I think though, all I can go off of is, is what I've seen on the record and what you see in contracts and what you've been able to see Bill do as a GM over the last many years, and he's the one who decides what guys are making. He's the one who appears to lean extremely heavily on these uh, likely-to-be-earned contracts, which, by the way, when players don't hit those and the Patriots do them way more than any other club, way more than any other franchise in the league, when players don't earn those, they roll into the next year. So then they go back to the team, and you can use them. It's not like the money just evaporates into thin air. So, real quick, do you think that's Kraft or Bill? I think that's Bill, but I think a part of it, where I say I want to blame them both, is that Bill was making, we know, at least north of $20 million. And I think some of Bill's approval from Kraft, even when things weren't always as great as going to the Super Bowl every other year and winning every other year, part of the approval was you keep our bottom line pretty low. And we're an extremely profitable franchise. Yeah, second in the NFL, as uh, we've talked about before and we re-looked up today. They're second, the second most profitable team in the NFL this past year. And yet, they're dead last in spending over the last decade. So do the math on that. But I, I, don't, I don't know the answer on who liked incentive-heavy contracts. Was that, I'm sure the Crafts had no problem with it, but was that Bill who did it? Or was that Robert and Jonathan? Is it now going to be Robin Glazer? Let's see with some of these contracts coming up. Because if those are also incentive-laden, then we're going to know. We're going to have our answer. Uh, Arkan, who's to blame? You with Mego and Robert that it's Bill's fault? Um, there's Bill shares some blame in it, yes, but I think ultimately it's Robert Kraft's fault. I think that Bill's whole thing was really kind of based off the idea that no matter what I do, no matter you know how I treat these negotiations, if someone leaves, that's okay because I can replace them, and I'll figure out a way to replace them, and I can do it on the cheap, and I can draft somebody in the sixth or seventh round, and that person will be a starter, and I'm so great, and I do this all the time, and you know just leave me alone, and I'll do what I have to do. And I think Kraft, for you know his credit in some cases, did that. He was hands-off, and it was a, a, a thing that worked. It worked because of Brady, but, I mean, it did work for a long time. So I can sort of understand the idea of, like, if it's not broke, then what am I going to spend extra and fix it for, you know, if we're winning and we're cruising along and making all these AFC championship games. But it still does fall to him when situations come up like Brady at the end or, you know, uh, other points in his career when Brady was giving uh, given bad contracts and sort of soured on the idea of wanting to stay here. I think that that all sort of has come into play in the last four years in particular. I mean, they did spend the one year, but there were other opportunities, I think, to make the roster better, to sort of improve. And I don't know if those are players that Bill would have won comfortable spending on. Maybe not. But I also think that, you know, you're the owner. If you want to spend, if you want 
want to make this more of a priority, you can do that. And he was very, very comfortable with Bill doing the things the way he wanted to. So, so it it falls back on him. I, you can't you can't sort of shelter him from this, even if Bill did have a way of doing things. Yeah. That's, that's ultimately what really bothers me is that we never heard that Kraft had any problem with Bill uh, not spending very much. Nope. When they were winning or even towards the very end until Bill got up there in front of the media and said the thing about 27th and spending on average. Like this was never a conversation. In fact, it was something that they would hang their hat on to say, oh, look how much these other teams spend in free no, I mean, agency. Robert, Isn't that cute? Robert like half apologized when they went out and spent like right. crazy in 2021. He's like, I know we kind of mocked those teams, but I, I guess we're one of those teams now. And I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, it, it's so disingenuous and... I think it's pathetic. I think it's pathetic for Robert to point the finger at Bill and blame him for their lack of spending. Like, that's ridiculous. You own the team, Robert. You're allowed to meddle as much as you want. You're allowed to do whatever you want. It's your team. You can tell people who to draft. You can spend as much money as you want, you know, within limits. Uh, You can spend as little as you want. You can be as hands-off as you want, but it's your team. And at the end of the day, you run it as you see fit. And so to blame Bill Belichick for the spending, the spending, the budget. He's not, he's not looking at it and going, boy, you know, Bill let Jacoby Myers go and we really miss Jacoby Myers. That to me would be more fair. Like if he wants to go in and look at a couple of specific cases and we've done this, there are cases I blame Bill for. And I think Bill was a big, big factor in Brady leaving, but Kraft needs to wear his share of the blame for Brady leaving. And he took all this credit for elegant solutions and hammering out contracts with Brady. You can't point the finger at Bill and say, well, he told me he was done. And so I let him go. Well, you're the one hammering out the contracts in the past and taking credit for it. You can't push the blame on this one. I think it's pathetic for the owner to turn around and say, we're 32nd in spending because of Bill. No way. Jacoby Myers, fine. Juju Smith-Schuster and some other contracts, fine. Blame him for those. Being 32nd in spending over 10 years... He he needs to own that. That's on him. Do you think Bill would have bristled if Kraft went to him and said, "Spend more"? Hey, we can dole out more here. No. Hey, we can dole out if you uh, want to go get so and so. If Robert's like, "Hey, here's twenty five million more dollars you can spend on football," Bill might have spent it on twenty five more players. He might have given them all one million. He might have not said, "I'm going to get one more player." Or five more twenty five million. Yeah, yeah. So or like, four defensive. Bill might have done something dumb with it. I, I'm not. I'm not crying for Bill. Bill deserved to lose his job. He should have lost his job. And now that Bill's out We're of a job, have eight safeties on the field. So like Bill, that's probably what he would have done if Robert <laughs> upped the budget. But that's a separate debate. The budget is Robert. I think Robert needs to wear that. And I think it's so pathetic and soft that he's trying to point the finger like, oh, we didn't spend. That was Bill. That was totally Bill. So you guys can vote. Our big question of the day up now. At Jones and Mego, who do you blame for spending? Are you with Robert Kraft and Mego? It's Bill's fault? Uh, or do you think it's Robert's fault? That's where yeah, Arkan that's, right. that's where Arkan and I are at. I imagine that's where Bill's at. He said as much last January. We'll that's get to obvious. that coming up with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. Oh, and this. Let's add this as well. The Patriots have uh, some interesting things going on in their perplexing pursuit of an offensive coordinator. Uh, find out who was in the room. We'll give our thoughts on it right after trending with Arkan. Hey, Mel. Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. (laughs) Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, But I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as I... Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. When you look at the National Football League and the salary cap situation, um, and it's the same for all teams, um, what we try to do is we look at it over a time frame. Uh, So one year is a Polaroid snapshot, but actually there are multiple years involved and at some point the reconciliation has to come so our spending in 2020 our spending in 2021 and our spending in 2022 the aggregate of that uh, was we were 27th in the league in cash spending so so a couple years were low one year was high but over a three-year period, um, we're one of the lowest spending teams in the league. It's probably the beginning of the end for Bill. Owners cheap. That's why we stink. Owners cheap. He probably wasn't going to be coming back from that in retrospect. He's probably lucky he got the job again last year based on those comments. And now Robert Kraft says, oh yeah, by the way, it was actually Bill. Uh, so it's our big question of the day. We've been asking it throughout the day. Up now at Jones and Mega on Twitter. Who do you blame for their lack of spending? Lots of votes on this one. 65% say Robert Kraft. It's been a rough 48 hours on this show anyway for <laughs> Robert. You know. Something different. <laughs> but it's just... I said this before they even moved on from Bill. Like, I feel like I was saying this late in the year. It was nice for the Crafts. The Crafts have not had a bumpy ride for 20 years. Because anything that happened on the field, they it never stuck to them. Rarely. I think they started getting a little bit of the lighthouse a little bit. stuff last year. Sure. It was horrible. But... Because not- that, that's basically when the conversation, when Bill brought that up, that's when, oh, cash spending... Cap spending, that's when that conversation really started to pick up steam. And so, look, it wasn't, uh, they've never gotten criticism. I shouldn't say never, but it's been a long time since Robert Kraft got criticism like he's Jeremy Jacobs or John Henry. And, you know, Wick, I feel like, always kind of flies under the radar on that one, too. But Did you say Raider? I didn't mean to. Did I say Raider? (laughs) I'm sorry. Radar. Uh, That's not an accent. That's just misspeaking. Uh, But... I feel like they're starting to to get some of that. And maybe that's why Robert's starting to have these off-the-record convos. Like, hey, guys, it's actually that you think it's this way? That's a misconception, which is a nice way of saying it's a lie. Sam Kennedy, maybe use that word next time, but it's not that different. Like, hey, this is a misconception. Like, you don't you don't get it. When you say that, you're you're confused. That's that's your perception of it. So different gradations of I think the same accusation. And they don't have Tom Brady around anymore. Where if Brady throws an interception, we go, what the hell's Tom doing? And they don't have Bill out there anymore. And so now they're they're standing out there and they're getting some of this flack. And they're not popular with the fan base. And right now they shouldn't be. Until they do something, I stand by what I said yesterday. Like, they need to win fans back. I, I don't trust them to do the right thing until they do the right thing. I want to see it. I don't like what I've seen this offseason. You know, getting Dante Hightower on your coaching staff, maybe he'll win some fans over. But largely, I don't think fans are happy with what they're doing. And they're still dealing with a lot of fans, and I think this portion of the fan base is wrong. They're still dealing with a lot of fans who wanted Bill back. They're still dealing with that, right? Like, who was the caller we got earlier today called Robert a liar and all these yeah. other things? Because he's trashing Bill on the classless? Because he's trashing Bill on the way out the door? I don't agree with those fans, but they got to win them back, too. And so, yeah, I blame Robert for the lack of spending. I absolutely do. Uh, A couple more items to clear up here uh, that he said to Phil Perry, among other reporters, last night in Vegas. 
Uh, the Patriots are, or have rather, $66 million in cap space this offseason, according to Over the Cap. Robert said, I feel the same sense of excitement and great opportunity to hopefully position the team to be special. And I've said this to our team, who I'm very proud of, that they're working together on a collaborative basis, <clears throat> working hard and reaching out in a lot of areas. This is the first time in 31 years of ownership we're drafting at the position we are and have a chance to get some great players and also have the cap room that we've carried over. So I hope it positions us for the next few years beautifully. I've said that to the team. It's pretty exciting. And now we've got to measure nine times and cut once. Stop me if you've heard that before. Yay, exciting measuring. Okay, so uh, he mentions the the spending. Uh, Phil does the spending that they did in 2021. Uh, Robert then says, I'm sorry about this misconception that's been out there. I think people should look at our record. We're privileged over the last 30 years to have the best win-loss record of any team in sports. We went to 10 Super Bowls. There are teams that haven't gone to one. And I can assure our fans that spending will never be held back or the reason that we don't sign players. I've actually tried to get us to sign players who maybe would have cost more but wouldn't have been the right players or value. I, Name them. I don't know what that means. What does it mean? You wanted to sign them, but they wouldn't be I'm the right value? Well, a real housewife, Sutton from Beverly Hills. Name them. Name it. Name them. Name them players. Name them. So I don't get that. He says, I was trying to push Bill to, and now I'm kind of paraphrasing. I was trying to push Bill to spend more money, but it wasn't the right fit or value. What does that mean? You wanted to spend more money, but not so much money to get the play? What does that mean? You were willing to spend an extra million, but the player wanted 10. So both you and Bill were out on that player. Spend my money, Bill. No, Robert, I won't. <laughs> so we always leave that to the people we assign responsibility to. Again, that's blaming Bill. Arkin, who'd you think of uh, after reading that line? I thought of Lamar Jackson. I thought of him uh, right away. And, you know, he just won the MVP again last night, so he's fresh in everybody's mind. But that was a, a situation where Kraft was coming in there saying, hey, you know, Lamar Jackson wants to come here. What do you guys think about that? That'd be cool, huh? Well, it's up to Bill Belichick. If he wants him, then he, we can have him. And Lamar Jackson could be the quarterback of the Patriots. And it was right in the middle of, like, the Mac Zappy stuff. It was an interesting time to drop something like that. And then, you know, obviously it didn't happen. Uh, there was a couple of factors, I think, that probably played into it, but that's a microcosm of this entire debate, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. who, why don't you have Lamar Jackson? Is it because Kraft didn't want to spend on him, or because Bill didn't want to give up the uh, draft capital, or because Kraft didn't want to cross the other owners, or why exactly? Like, you know, this, this whole thing, I think there's some real yin and yang to it. Like, I don't think it's 100% one guy's fault and not the other's, but there's, I mean, the buck has to stop with somebody. It has to stop with Robert. So, I blame Bill for Lamar, and Arcane, you just mentioned it, but Mego, you said this earlier. Robert may not have wanted to cross his fellow owners when it I came to Lamar I think that would have been a weird spot for him to be in. Uh, I like, I don't know that, but I, I would guess that he wouldn't be super enthused about being the owner who basically crosses the line and goes to Lamar. And I know that the there were other there was another offer that came through, but I think we forget about what a weird situation that was yeah. from the league so wide look, perspective. I, I I think Bill wasn't in on Lamar. So I'll blame Bill more for Lamar, but that's an interesting way of looking at it. Would Robert have wanted to cross his other owners and be Jimmy Haslam giving out fully guaranteed contracts to other teams' players when no one wanted to do it? Owners effectively colluding against these players, which it feels like they're doing. And Robert's going to be the one to break it? Probably not. Uh, so you can weigh in on all this. 617-779-7937. Who do you blame for the Patriots and their lack of spending? Uh, it's up now at Jones and Mego. Continue to vote there. Ed's in Maine. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, I think it was Belichick was the cheap one. Uh, the one thing he liked more than winning was winning with a whole team full of fifth-round draft picks. He didn't want any first-round diva that was going to, you know, ask for a lot of money. I mean, and he, and he was a good coach because a lot of times he was able to do it with what he got from, you know, the land of misfit toys. Yeah, so, Ed, look, I – and you're breaking up a little bit, but I – think that's a fair criticism of Bill. Bill probably didn't want a lot of highly paid players. I agree with that. But the budget being 30... I think Bill would have liked more money to spend. How he would have spread that money out, as we said earlier. He might have spent it on 25 gunners instead of one $25 million player. So that is fair to blame Bill for. And I do think Bill, with Brady specifically, he didn't want Brady making more money than him. He doesn't want players walking around with a lot of guaranteed money. Because then they have job security. And if you have job security, you don't need to listen to your boss. And if your boss does something a certain way or asks you to do something a certain way, you don't need to listen. If you have money and security, you have more power than the coach. Bill didn't want that. 
So I do think when it comes to leverage and power, Bill cared about all that. And I think that's part of why he was a good fit with Robert. But the overall budget, 32nd in spending, second in profits, that's Robert. I mean, it's my belief. Uh, real quick, because I, I know we're going to get to something Arthur Blank said here coming up. I want to reset Burt Breer and what we played earlier, because this is staggering. And it really is a worst nightmare coming true of Jonathan Kraft and Robin Glazer running football ops. Here's what Burt Breer said last night about who was sitting in on the coordinator meetings. The really interesting nugget that I was able to pick up when I was sorting through all of this is who was in the offensive coordinator interviews. There were four people in there when they were interviewing the group that they went through and wound up landing on Alex Van Pelt with. And that was Gerard Mayo, the head coach, Matt Groh, last year's personnel boss, Elliot Wolf, this year's personnel boss, and Robin Glazer, who, of course, um, has taken a key role in negotiations for the Crafts um, in the new setup. And so it's le at least an interesting and new name added to the mix and I think confirms what some people thought, which is that she's a little bit more involved than she was before. Yeah, don't love it. Don't love it one bit. And again, all the worst fears are realized. Seth Wickersham. Wrote this, I don't know how many weeks ago. When did this uh, story come out? Uh, I'd have to double check. Uh, it was I've, five minutes before a radio show. Yeah, we I'd say like three weeks ago. Yeah, so weeks ago he wrote this. And since then, Robin Glazer has a bumpin' title, uh, a promotion, if a you will. A bumpin' title. <laughs> and now she's sitting in on meetings hiring offensive coordinators. And as Bert added, you know, it was a finance, like contracts, talking contracts, Okay. Uh, here's what Wickersham wrote weeks ago. Jonathan Kraft and Senior Vice President of Business Affairs of the Kraft Group, Robin Glazer, would chat with staff off to the side, asking why the head coach had made certain decisions. The subtext of the conversation was that life in Gillette Stadium might be different soon. Belichick had a mostly loyal staff who felt pinched between their boss and ownership. Word leaked around the office that if Belichick were gone in 2024, and he is, football operations would be split between Glazer and Jonathan Kraft. Now, Mego, do you want to add reporting to this? Because you have reporting on... I wouldn't call it reporting. Well, yeah, you reached out. You reached out to people in the I know, didn't you? I reached out to someone and to ask about Robin Glazer. And I asked specifically about the number three pick because I know that just this is something that Arkan is worried about, that Robin Glazer is going to have some say in what the picks are. This person said absolutely no say in picks, zero. Okay. You buy that, Arkan? Nope. You don't buy Mego's reporting? I do not. <laughs> breaking news. Arcan. very real. Uh, breaking news. Arkan does not believe Mego's report. If she has a say in the offensive coordinator, why doesn't she have a say in who the, who the draft pick's going to be? Like, I don't see too much Do you know that there. she has a say in the offensive coordinator? I know she was in the room when they were negotiating and when they were interviewing, so I would think so, yeah. Why Do you else think would that Bearish was ever in the room for those things? I have no idea. Okay. But I, I know that Glazer was. was so, I, don't, okay. I mean, what else, you know? Why do you think that? Why do I think yeah. that? Because Bears was in the room for most things. Uh, negotiations with players? I don't know if he was in so, the room for all negotiations. I don't, with I don't know, but I don't think so. I don't think he was hammering. I don't think Bears was hammering out contracts. I think when Bill was hammering out contracts, Bears was getting him a coffee. That's what I think. Like, I, like I do not think these are analogous. Well, roles. Bears was coming from a PR perspective, and Glazer's an attorney, and she works with compliance and all this, all these other weird contracts things. Contracts. Mm -hmm. So, She's done contracts in the past. Now, what I think is interesting here is that Breer says this is a new person in the room. But uh, this is also a handful of all new people who are basically doing this, unless you think Elliot Wolf was involved in previous interviews. Wolf, Grow, Mayo, Glazer. <laughs> Sounds like attorneys at law. Roast sandwich. <laughs> like just a Mayo that, Glazer sandwich. I mm. mean, argue with Bird if you want, but that's who's in the room picking out offensive coordinators. I'm not arguing with this reporting. I believe that. But do I think that that lends me to then believe that she's going in and saying like, okay, fellas, this is who I think. What's Drake she in the room May for? If she doesn't have input, what's she in the room for? Jaden Daniels. Yes. Uh, she might not necessarily say, well, I want this candidate, but not this candidate, but I would not be overly surprised if she's like, well, this is how much we can pay this candidate, yeah, which right. right kind of already determines who you can get and who you can't get. Like, we have an Alex Van Pelt budget, but we don't have a Zach Robinson yeah. budget. Jonathan says to Robin Glazer, hey, uh, it's great that Nick Cayley wants $15 million. It's way too high. $5 million or something like that. But we can't pay it to him. And sh they're all going, man, we love Nick Cayley. Boy, he really interviewed great. Man, and she's like, going, I love Nick Cayley. I really want him. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be tough to finagle. Nick, you need to take $3 million or whatever. I'm just pulling numbers out of the sky. But he wants five. They can only pay him three. And he goes, cool, I'll just wait for the next head coaching opportunity to 
open up next year and I'll go back to Los Angeles. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I know people are trying to downplay her role, but like Wickersham said she's going to have a role in football ops. She got a boost in title, and now she's sitting in on meetings for coaches. And I have a feeling she's going to be in there signing contracts for players because that that's what Matt Patricia was doing. Matt Patricia was definitely in on meetings with players and contracts. Well, Matt Patricia turned into the Grim Reaper. His signature was on contracts with players. Some of them, not all of them, but his signature was on contracts with players. I would Along be... with a little bit of marinara sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and peppercorn rain. Sorry, yeah, my egg foo young got on the contract, Robert. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes to her... I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, too. Find it. Yeah, people sign contracts. I signed it with a mozzarella stick. People's, I need a pen. People Someone sign contracts pen. in blood. You know, he's signing it in marinara sauce. Uh, so, I smell garlic. This was Matty P's office, wasn't it? So that's uh, Robin Glazer and her role, which is terrifying. <laughs> I've, I've not heard this yet. Signed it with a mozzarella stick. <laughs> I've not heard this yet. But Arthur Blank was kind of... Uh, defending Bill Belichick? He was on a Zoom press conference with a, a bunch of correspondents. I pulled this from, from Fox 5, yeah. Let's hear it. I do want to make it 1,000% clear. But I want to go to 2,000% or 100,000, whatever percent you want to use. Bill Belichick never asked for, in our discussions, full control of personnel or the building or anything of that nature. He was very inclusive, very collaborative. He met Terry Fontenot. Uh, he checked out our people doing his own his own references. Uh, he sent me a private text, which I eventually shared with Terry, that he was happy working with him. So all these, I don't know whatever you want to call them, want to be kind to the media, but all of these uh, Thank you. Th- things that were being produced by the media were totally not true. I don't say it to... to um, to, to, to patronize Bill, but to be fair to him. I mean, he never had that as a requirement. He's got his history. He has a way of doing things, et cetera, which has been very, very successful. Now, you could debate, you know, is that true the last four years or so? It might be a little different picture, but, you know, there's a lot of stories behind a lot of things. Our folks were impressed with him. Uh, I was impressed with him, as I were a number of the candidates. And we just felt, all things considered, for a variety of reasons, that Raheem Morris was clearly the best choice for us. Okay, do you believe any of that? That at the end they decided Raheem Moore <laughs> that that he was the best one. Yeah, I believe, you believe that. that? Part. Do you believe that Bill wasn't demanding all yes. the power? Yes. Um, I think the more that we, the further we get from this, the more that I think it had to do with Rich McKay. That he just would yeah. not that, and that's what it came down to. Bill wanted Rich McKay out of the picture. Yes. I agree. I, I think agree. that's pretty much what it came down to. Flor- we were on this for weeks. Florio had this, and I just you look. I, it's not like I came up with it. But Florio had it. We were on this for weeks. Rich McKay was going to be an issue. And I, I just, I refuse to believe what Arthur Blank had to say about Arkan. Let's take him at face value. Let's say Arthur Blank is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it, but let's say he is. Let's sure. say you do. How does that make Bill look? Horrible. I mean, that was really the last excuse, wasn't it? The last excuse as well. The reason why Bill didn't get any job offers is because he wanted total control. And he needed to have all this power and all these people come in and reshape the entire front office and get rid of the analytics and all this stuff's going to happen. And if none of that's true, if Bill was just going to come in and be the coach and they decided, no, we're good with Raheem Morris and no one else would give him an interview, and that's the case in all of these places, like he didn't ask for that anywhere, and it wasn't sort of out there in the in the ether that if you talk to Bill, he's going to want all these things. If it was just him to be the coach and no one wanted just that, then it makes him look like a worse coach. That's yes. the worst possible outcome for Bill. At least with this, there's some built-in excuse. It may be bullcrap, but uh, you know, there's the excuse of well, he wanted all this power. Next year, he might not want that. Next year, if this is the case, next year no one's going to want him either. So look, I don't believe Arthur Blake. I don't know what he's trying to do. He said, I'm not trying to placate Bill. Maybe you're not. Maybe Arthur Blank just doesn't want to look like he is a meddling owner and he wants all the control and he refuses to give it to a coach. If I had to guess, that's probably what Arthur Blank is doing. Just like Robert is petrified of looking like a meddling owner, Arthur Blank doesn't want to look like he meddles, even though most of these owners do. And it's their right to do it, just I don't know why they're so afraid to get attached to it. If he was trying to do Bill a solid, he didn't. No, and so, look, I don't believe him, but maybe you do. Maybe you say, oh, look, this is what Arthur Blank said. Arkan's right. That means they chose Raheem Morris, the coach, over Bill Belichick, the coach. What does that say about Bill? Nothing good. So, Bill might have overplayed his hand. He might have wanted too much money, too much power. But the worst alternative is 
yeah, no, we looked at you on your merits as a coach, and you're old and outdated and not very good at it, and we prefer Raheem Morris. Like, that's a real slap in the face when you really break it down. 617-779-7937. We'll get back to all your feedback here coming up, and we have Triple Play next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WE. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples makes it safe. And you can treat your Valentine at the 99 restaurants February 13th and 14th and enjoy delicious menu specials like the lobster topped haddock or the New York strip and lobster casserole combo. You gotta love the nines. Can I just ask a question? What? What is, what is it about this segment that one of you two are never ready? One, one of you two are just I've never ready. ready. What are you talking You're about? Squawking on your open microphone just now. I was? Yes. What did what did you hear? I don't think anything bad, but you were just. But I just, think I just made a face. No, I'm trying to shred. Just a face. That's all. That's I'm all. I definitely heard something. I thought yeah. it was you, Jones. No, I'm trying to up me. my mileage right now, and it's like I can feel it in the hips. Your I'm like a mileage? big dog. Yeah, you know my running mileage. Right, so so I, I'm doing like a little. I'm doing a little stretch right now. But answer the question: Why is somebody? Why Why are you two never ready for this segment? What I am. Two? I'm totally ready. What are you talking about? I have never missed my cue one time. <laughs> Arkan uh, runs in last second, and Mego's that Mego's talking coming Jones, back. Can from I break. start missing cues? Can I just you know, <laughs> hang out? Just oh, dead like silence. you've never done that, right? I never have. You did that like two weeks ago. No, I have. I've never seen it. It's never happened. I've, I've never, it. I've never witnessed it. It's fill in the blank Friday, so let's fill in our first blank. Number one. All right, the uh, 2025 first timers. A shut up, Mego. On the NFL Hall of Fame ballot are out. Here is the list. I'll give it to oh, you quickly. Uh, Eli Manning, Luke Keekley, Vinatieri, oh, Terrell oh, Suggs. I'm just going for uh, for the Cape Cod audience right now. That's all this is. Uh, Terrell Suggs, Marshall Yonda, Marshawn Lynch, Earl Thomas, Joe Staley, Demarius Thomas, Akib Talib, Vernon Davis, Darren Sproles, and Cameron Wake are the first timers on the NFL ballot. Give me two names, blank and blank, Mego. Most worthy of getting in. I go, <laughs> I'm going to infuriate people. I go with Eli Manning okay. and Marshawn Lynch. Uh, first of all, I just really want Marshawn Lynch's speech. Uh, for that reason alone, mm. I'm writing him in. And Eli Manning, I, I, I feel like I'm done having any debate as to whether Eli Manning is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback or not. He beat the Patriots twice. Okay. He beat the greatest dynasty okay. in sports I agree. Twice. He'll, I agree he'll get in. The question is worthy of getting in. Yeah. You think he's I, worthy? I think he is. Okay, this is where I would break from you, but keep going. Okay, that's it. Okay, I, I don't think Eli's worthy, but I agree. He's going to get in. Like, if you think Eli Manning's not getting into the Hall of Fame, you're nuts. He'll get in. And he might be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that's stupid. 
I don't think he's worthy of it, but he's going to get in. So I honestly think there's one name. I'm going to give you two, but that's only because that's the requirement of the question. I would limit it to one. The Jones Hall of Fame would put in one Hall of Famer next year. It's Vinatieri. That's it. That's the only one on the list that's worthy and deserving. I would also add Terrell Suggs, and I don't even want to do that, but if I have to put in a second name, I would add Terrell Suggs. Eli Manning? Luke Keekley, Marshall Yonda? Marsha, is Marshawn Lynch a top all-time running back? Yes. No. Mm-mm. Yes. I don't. Right, Arkan, are you with me on this? I wouldn't say that. Yonda's yeah. probably a better all-time player. Uh, maybe than against this offensive lineman. I don't care. I'm gonna go ahead and throw back this Caesar salad with these croutons and all this. Sh- like, oh, is that Marshawn when he goes to Fridays? I think it was. Yeah. That's Marsh- or was it Applebee's? That's Marshawn. Go ahead, take me a nice fat. Sh- get my stomach all right now. Oh, Marshawn unfiltered. Like some of the best ever. So look, I. You're right, Mego. His speech would be incredible. Like it'd be, it'd be a great time to watch him go in. I don't think he's deserving to get. I'd put one in. But if you if you're forcing me to pick a second name, Terrell Suggs. All right, let's get to our second fill in the blank. Number two. The NFL awards were uh, given out last night in Vegas. The least deserving NFL award winner last night was blank Jones. C.J. Stroud. Now listen to what I'm saying. He was the least deserving of Rookie of the Year. I would start a team with C.J. Stroud in a heartbeat, but. He didn't have the best rookie season, not even close. Puka Nakua shattered records for rookie receivers. C.J. Stroud didn't set any records. They were both on playoff teams. So Puka went out and broke Jamar Chase's rookie record. He broke all long-standing rookie record for receiving. He broke Waddle's uh, receptions record, which he just set like two years ago. So, yeah. like, I just he had the best rookie season we've ever seen for a receiver. C.J. Stroud had a great rookie season for a quarterback. But it wasn't an all-time rookie season for a quarterback. So, to me, Puka Nakua had a better rookie year for the Rookie of the Year award. I'm not taking him to start a team over C.J. Stroud. I'd rather have C.J. Stroud on my team 100 times out of 100. I would take the quarterback over the receiver. But the most deserving for that award, I thought that was Puka Nakua. And I'm shocked. I think Stroud got 48 out of the 50 votes or something like that. Brady. You see, Brady was one of the voters. Tommy Curran. Ben Volen. Some of the other names that were on there, I think you screwed this one up. Stroud did not deserve that award. Uh, Comeback Player of the Year, Joe Flacco. Oh, I like it. Oh, I'm sorry. You came back and got freaking blown out by a rookie in the wild card? Okay. Like, Mac Jones took a team to the wild card round. So who should have won What are we doing here? DeMar Hamlin, the man left our plane of existence. Yeah, and got stuffed and on a fourth down play. Okay, he came back and played on the field. Nobody's done that before. Joe Flacco, there's plenty of freaking quarterbacks who looked washed and then came back and were able to play in a wild card game. Yeah, I think athletes have come back from what Demar Hamlin's come back from, but but fine. I just if we're holding, if we're dead, yeah, if we're seeing (laughs) the field, no, the the same uh, issue that he had. Athletes have come back from NFL again. Who yeah, else has done that? I don't know if it was the NFL. I said athletes, but I, I, I've seen that happen before. But if we're holding him to what he did on the field, he didn't do much. He was mostly a healthy scratching out stuffed on fourth down. He lived and played again. <laughs> okay. I don't, I, <laughs> he I, a hell of a lot more that's than That's a hell Joe of Flacco. an injury report to be. I'm fine going. with Flacco. Flacco came back and actually did something. By your logic, he overcame. It's it's the CJ Stroud logic. He overcame the greatest thing to come back from, which was dying on the field. Yeah, but he didn't do anything when he got on the field. Uh, it's not. That's not my he same logic. He was like a primetime player before, though. Yeah, I think he played less this year, if I'm not mistaken. I have no problem with, with Joe Flacco. Would Flacco play five games? Yeah. Did Hamlin play more than Hamlin five games? Hamlin played five Maybe. games. No, Hamlin played five games. That's it? Hamlin also got more first-place votes than Flacco did, too. So That's figure true. out the voting. Flacco got like uh, more second and third, and the, 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 it added up yeah. and tallied to... So stupid. I saw you... Okay, so wait a minute. I thought I saw you tweeting last night, Arkan, about Stefanski. Didn't he win an award? Oh, maybe that was a draw. They had the same amount of points. Demico him and Demico Ryan should have won yes. Coach of the Year. Okay, I'd probably go with that one too. Mm, I like Stefanski. Uh, you would. That's well, you do. That would have been uh, your vote there. Uh, was there anything else I didn't like? Stefanski is a close one. Oh, you know what? I just I thought he shouldn't have won MVP over Lamar. I thought McCaffrey should have got more votes. Yeah. And, and look, I I'm okay. I'm like the number one quarterback over everything guy. But it is stupid that it's, it only turns into quarterback votes for that award, right? Yeah. Not just that. I mean, Jackson almost was unanimous. So. No, he got, and the other vote yeah. was Josh Allen, I believe. Right. So, like, McCaff- McCaffrey was on an awesome team. He had an awesome year on an awesome team. Like, he, he should have got some votes. I'm not saying he should have won it over Lamar or maybe even gotten more votes than Josh Allen. But I'm surprised that was so skewed to Lamar is what I would say. All right, let's get to our third fill-in-the-blank. Number three. 
Uh, it has been announced that Alicia Keys is going to be joining Usher in the halftime show, but this Ooh. question is about Usher, Ooh. not Alicia Keys. We can maybe do a bonus question. Uh, Usher's best song, Mego, is blank. Confessions Part 2. Now, if you ever listen to Confessions Part 1, it's just Usher, like, talking and giving his confessions. Uh-huh. So Hence you actually have to look for part two. Part two is the actual song. And that's where he's explaining, you know what I was confessing in that before? Oh, my God, that girl is expecting my baby. And now I had to go tell my main girl about it. And if you watch the video, he's in a car the whole time. He's in the backseat of the car, just like racked with guilt, being like, how am I going to explain this to you? The woman that I love. This is one of the greatest songs ever. Come on. This is one of the best songs ever. And I'm not like a huge, huge R&B person. Ever, this is one of the best songs of even, all time. not even Usher's best song. This is Usher's best song. Arkin. Yes. This is, a, this is a top five Usher song. Tell it, then I gotta tell it all. It's not in my Damn top five. Wouldn't be in my top five either. Not in my top. So it's not even. A, it's not even a top five know. Usher song. It's not even a top five Usher song. Yes, it is. Well, That's well, the best well, subjective. Well, you're out. Yeah, but you're out. On, but on this show, you're being downvoted. It's not even a top five Usher song. Well, it's a great song have of all bad time. Taste. <laughs> I just go with yeah, plain and simple. That's his what? best song. That's- Biggest. Biggest that, song. That, that is a basic bitch that right there. That's a terrible answer. Fine. What's oh gonna, my god! What's gonna light up the Super? I'm like what's gonna light up right the Super Bowl halftime show? I'm sweating show? now because I'm embarrassed for you. Okay, That's such a let's bad. See, let's see answer. who's. Let's see who's into what song people are more into at the Super Bowl halftime yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or my confessions part two. I like my way. She likes it my way. Uh, oh my god, my you know. That's a good oh one. God, I like that one too. That would also be my top five over confessions part two. What's your number one? Confessions part two. Stop naming songs. What's your number My one? My number one is Love in This Club. I well, want to make I Love like in This Club. That's that a good is, one, too. Uh, that's a, that is a good one. That's why that it's a dirty right. song. Jeezy has to come out and do the rap break, too. Ooh. And also, uh, Bad Girl. Bad Girl, if you ever been in a... What's Bad Girl? Bad Girl is... I don't you're even the know usher, that You're song. the usher expert. Bad Girl. Can we hear Bad Girl? I think that's maybe... Are we allowed to, or is this why unfiltered? No, no, Bad Girl's okay, yeah. Um, what did she do? Oh, she did... Well... What she didn't just, she do? He's calling out to bad are girls. You looking, are you? has been looking forward to this halftime show for like a year. She thinks we haven't done this topic before. She's like, we need to do this in triple play. She you we literally had this exact same exactly. rant about You're, confessions part thank two. You. We've, oh, we've, really? We've, we've had the, we've talked about so this before. Ready to go. When it got announced. Really, yeah. really want yeah, to like tell Mega, people about Mega, confessions Mega part two. Mega is she like blacked out when we had this conversation. She was so excited and like fanning herself. When I got that phone call. Over Usher. We've had this conversation. She's like, we need to do this. I don't know what to do, but we need to do this in triple play. of my confessions. Is this even going to be a good halftime show? Arcan? I don't think he's even going to do this song. I know, yeah, I yeah. right? Because it's not yeah. a top five song, right? Yeah, right. He's probably not going to do that song. He probably won't do Bad song. Girl either because it wasn't like a big hit. But can he we do hear it. Bad Girl? Um, sure. Yeah, here we go. Oh. This song comes on in the strip club. You're about to get a show. Let me just say. <laughs> True. My so I so I've been told. Oh, you've seen <laughs> Wiggy video knows what I'm talking about. I don't know this song, but I don't pretend I don't, to be. I an, don't know. This I don't song. pretend to be an Usher expert, so I don't know this song. But uh, is this like a strip club exclusive song? This no. Sucks. This was on. Uh, I forget what album this was. Yeah, was this, this was on confession? confession. Yeah, it was. It was on confession. It's on the album you like. Yeah. You make me wanna. That's a great song. That's, that's also that a great. If you want some one. early Usher, that's actually a good Usher song. But actually, that's actually a good song. I'm like this one. But uh, I think Pregnant Rihanna is going to be a better halftime show than this. Oh, that's no what I way. think. And that halftime show stunk. And no I love way. I love Rihanna, but that halftime show stunk. Her waddling around stunk. This that, <laughs> Usher's going to dance. It's that'll extremely be, rude. That'll be better than this. No, no. Usher will, Usher will move around and dance. And that's fine. I like that in a halftime show. I don't just want you standing there waddling around. Alicia Keys, too. But so Alicia Keys might redeem it because Alicia Keys is greater than Usher. Hmm. No, Alicia mm. Keys greater than Usher. Yes, yeah, I'd say so. She's okay. more talented. I gotta no. be in the mood for Alicia Keys. You know, like I can listen I, to Usher I whenever. I gotta be in like a specific Alicia, Alicia Keys kind of mood. Why? I don't know. I don't like that song of hers with Jay Z. I don't know. I just that New York song sucks. <laughs> okay, that song's stupid. That's not even like one of her biggest hits. <laughs> That's one of her biggest hits for sure. Empire. That's Stone. a Jay Z song. Well, well, so okay, but she's, she's in it. It's a big hit. I, but uh, so I'm kind of split on this. Mego's right. It's a Jay Z song, but she's probably most well known. She's known for it. This yeah. is probably the number one song she's known for. The song doesn't suck. No, she's definitely more known for. Now I'm in trouble. And that song sucks too. I don't like that, that song either. Girl is okay, on so you fire. just don't like Alicia Keys, is what we're finding out. You don't like Alicia yeah. Keys. I don't think this is going to be a great halftime show. I'll come in and tell you if I'm wrong. If Usher puts on a show and I like it, I'll is tell it you. Is it that girl or this girl? This girl is on fire. That 
girl is on fire. 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 <laughs> Beavis and Butthead for the halftime show. That's about uh, the Patriots lighting uh, uh, cash on fire is what that's about. Ooh, They're burning nice cash. One. Yes, thank you. Uh, 617-779-7937. I'm happy we could have our same usher conversation again from six months ago. Almost word for word. I'm happy that was such an urgent conversation. Oh, my God, no. We should talk about who the Bruins are going to play in game seven. Yeah, I, th- I think I like Arkan's question. Mego demanded that question was redacted from the show. I like that question better, Arkan. Uh, we'll continue with all your feedback here coming up. Let's get back into, uh, well, more of the Patriots. And that would include uh, ex-Patriots, I should say. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl chasing down Tom Brady. You're not going to like the national conversation. We'll do it next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.